views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back. For those of you tuning in and turning us on and listening to the last hour of the show, uh, boy, Daniel, thank you so much for calling in with those questions. Whoa. Uh, love, love, love it. You know, I, I got to tell you, uh, uh, tongue tied, Benny. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, let me say hello to Mr. Benny Mass. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing okay. I speak less, so I don't have as much of a tongue tied issue. I got something for you for your birthday. Oh, I got your birthday. You didn't have birthday. to do that. I got you a, like a birthday gift. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate uh, it. You didn't have to. I I had to though because you're the man. Uh, Eleven years together, Benny and I, and I and it absolutely double I'm digits. So, double double digits. digits. Look at that. Double digits. Well, Eleven. Eleven's like a big spiritual number, so it's like a really cool yeah. thing, mm-hmm. and you know. And then next year it's twelve, which is for the twelfth man, and so that's good. I don't know what's going to happen at thirteen, but. I'm sure we'll come up with something. But let me give you a little birthday gift. Hold on. Can you All fill right. in for me for a minute? Sure, I guess. Do, 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 do. Oh, remix. Aw. Gotta love this. Giant package of. Oh, it's still warm. Everyone needs to know it's bread. <laughs> it's not really just bread. Oh. Take a look at that thing. Oh man, is this is a giant like cinnamon thing or something. Isn't it has it? cream cheese. Look at berry that. for you and a family. Thank you. you we appreciate it. Wow. I want to get into this right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey everybody, we got a great show for you. Um I just want to say that um um I think it was about a month ago, Benny, where I, you know, had a phenomenal interview with a woman that wrote a book. Let me tell you what the book is. The book is The Only Little Prayer You Need, The Shortest Route to a Life of Joy, Abundance, and Peace of Mind. Uh, okay, so I got this book, and the book is written by uh, Deborah Landwer Engel. <laughs> I kill that name every time, but I think I'm close. So, so Deborah wrote the book, and then I got the book, and I read the book very quickly the first time through, and I did the interview. And then I went back, and I read the book again. Do you see the condition that this book is in? I carry this around in my, my purse everywhere I go. I think I go. you might need another I copy. Th- I think I might need another copy. It's like dirty and stuff, but that's all right. Birthday's not far away. Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so I did the interview and I did the book and, and I read it. And then I went back and I practiced it. I practiced it. What Deborah invites us to practice is so simple that it seems too good to be true. 
honestly. And that's really where my brain went. It was like, yeah, okay, this is good. Uh, And then I started to read it and I started to practice it. Then I introduced it to my friends. I introduced the prayer to my friends. A couple of my friends, really in a really serious place of fear. They started to do it. Then they told other people. And then I realized that people wanted copies of the book because they were asking me because I bring the book with me everywhere. And so people would take the book from me and pass it around. Well, I wanted Deborah to come back because I wanted to talk about this book in a different way. And I wanted to talk about the book in a way that Deborah has discovered it. Because once you read this book, it isn't just about the only little prayer you need, but it's about what Deborah shares about her own personal journey, about fear, about not being good enough. And, you know, and I've got pages, not, you know, marked. So, for example, like page 50, fear keeps you stuck. And yet we just don't know what to do with it. We don't know what to do with it. And so I'm happy to have Deborah back, you know, co-founder of a women's program of personal and spiritual growth, teaches classes in A Course of Miracles. She's the author of Grace from the Garden, Changing the World One Garden at a Time. She's contributed essays to international collections, including The Art of Living, A Practical Guide to Being Alive. And now we've got this here. If you want to find out more about her, you can go to Deborah, D-E-B-R-A-E-N-G-L-E.com. But the power in this for me was in the after read. Deborah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. You know, uh, I don't know if you've heard uh, people talk about this the way that I talked about it, where I went through the book the first time and I read it. Then I went through it again and I practiced it. Can you talk a little bit about what I just said and if that's something that others are doing or do people get it the first time and I'm just a little slow? I don't mind being a little slow. (laughs) No, I think your story is very typical, actually, of what I've heard from from readers. I know there's one woman. um, She's a woman who I've known for quite a long time. And honestly, I wouldn't have really I didn't know how she would respond to the book. But she, like you, read it one time. And then she thought, you know, I think I need to go back to this. Now she's read it probably five or six times. Exactly. And she also, yes, carries it around with her all the time. Really, I've heard that over and over and over again. And I am honored by that and grateful for it and so gratified to hear that. And I totally understand it, too, because I think, like you said, it's, it is so simple. And at first, there can almost be that sense of, incredulousness like you know right. can it really do something if it's that simple but once you go back and you really start practicing and you look at the depth in it there's so much more to it than you might see at face value and i think that's why it calls you and others all of us to keep going back and learning more and going deeper and it's it's phenomenal i just i'm so excited to see what it's doing out there in the world Well, you know, uh, let's talk about this for a minute and let's talk about the basis for the book and the basis for the prayer. Uh, And that that leads to a conversation that you and I really didn't have first time around. That's about A Course in Miracles. Um, And and I want to kind of open the door with that before we actually talk about the prayer and actually say the prayer uh, and the many, many ways you've heard people use it. Um, There is so much 
that we have learned over the past, I want to say the past 50 years about spirituality. I think it might even be longer than that. When we go back, you know, to people in the 1930s that looked at spirituality as the forefront to healing. Uh, Certainly, you know that the 12-step programs, all of them are based on a spiritual foundation. And those were developed, what, in the 30s? Um, I believe so. Yeah. Let's talk about this prayer, the Course of Miracles, and its relationship to spirituality in the day we live in. Great. Well, I think so much of it does go back, well, it really does go back to A Course of Miracles and to other teachings before the Course came to be. One of the key teachings and principles of the Course is that we really have two parts of our mind. And I think this is where, as you said, spirituality, everything that we've learned over the past 50 years and before is so important because instead of spirituality being something outside of us, it's really looking at who we are as children of God, children of the universe, spirit, and looking at the power within us to make choices in this world to live either from love or from fear. And those choices really come from our mind. So the Course talks about the fact that there are two parts of our mind. There's the ego part that's really driven by fear, and fear is its identity. And it's not just fearful of things in the external world, all of the stuff that we're bombarded by every day, but it's afraid of those inner feelings, especially that feeling of not being good enough, not being lovable, not really even deserving to be here. So there's that part of our mind. But then there's the other part of our mind that really remembers our connection to the universe and to God, to spirit, and that's the higher mind. That mind is quiet, it's soft, it's gentle, it's that still, small voice, Um, and it's a, a voice that can be overpowered by that noisy, insane voice of the ego that's always revving up the fear-based stuff. So it's so easy for us to go through our lives looking at our lives and thinking, I feel so stressed, how come things aren't working out for me, how come I don't have the relationship I want, how come I feel miserable even though I have lots of success in terms of how the external world would judge me. Uh, It can be anything. And there's always that nagging feeling of something is not enough. And what the Course has really taught us is that that's that ego mind that just is never going to be satisfied no matter what we do, because even if we you know, achieve all of our dreams and find the love of our life, and they're right here in front of us, that ego, because it's so fear-driven, is going to say, well, yeah, but that's not really enough. Let's look over here at some other distraction that's going to make us unhappy and feel unfulfilled again. So we spend a lot of time, we don't really, we're not consciously aware of how much time we spend in that part of our mind. And what this prayer does, it really takes that whole context and teaching of A Course in Miracles and puts it into one very simple step, which is we keep trying to fix the ego, fix the fear, overcome it, you know, find ways to get around our fear and and do it anyway. And really what the Course has taught us is that the one thing we keep forgetting is that we have the vastness of the universe and of spirit to help us, and we keep forgetting to ask for help. So we keep thinking that we can fix this world, that we can fix ourselves. We really can't. The one thing that can really change things and give us the inner peace that we want is to switch from that fear-based mind to the love-based higher mind by asking the Holy Spirit, 
to heal our fear-based thoughts and to get rid of all of those blocks and all of that static and all of that junk that keeps filling up our lives so that we can really be in the higher mind, in that place of peace, Mm -hmm. that's the truth of who we are. I want to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you not only about what we're talking about, but about how this all works. You know, one of the things that I pulled uh, up to, to, to just leave folks with before we come back from break, you know, as we go into break, is this. You know, part, one of the things in the book, you know, that I really grabbed onto says this. A lot of the thoughts, and this is directly a quote from the book, a lot of the thoughts we think every day, the overwhelming majority of them are rooted in fear. I'm going to read that again. A lot of the thoughts we think every day, the overwhelming majority of them are rooted in fear. Honestly, I don't know how we get anything done. When we come back, it's all about the solution because why? The only little prayer you need, the shortest route to life, a joy, abundance, and peace of mind actually does work. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you want to transform your life's trauma and challenges into the gift that your life was meant to be? It's time for you to take control of your soul journey to heal, grow, and shine. Manifest your destiny with Wendy Wolf, soul transformer, energy, and psychic healer. To start your soul journey, contact Wendy at HealGrowShine.com or email Wendy at Wendy at WendyRWolf.com and start your adventure today. It's here, the 23rd Annual Women of Wisdom Conference. Join us Valentine's Day Saturday. Inheritance Maiden Mother Crone by Sinner St. Burlesque will entertain, challenge, empower, confuse, embrace, and deeply engage the audience, weaving feminist activism, international dialogue, and our sensory exploration for both ancient and modern myths about the feminine. Community building events include open space world cafe dialogues with inspirational Jane talks to explore issues important to women and a teen activist panel interwoven with intergenerational dialogues. Find out all the details at www.womenofwisdom.org. That's www.womenofwisdom.org. Watch for early bird specials throughout December. Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Talk radio. The read of a lifetime. 
Advanced Studies of the Human Aura by David Christopher Lewis overflows with new vital revelations to enlighten your mind and transform your world. Learn to supercharge your aura with rainbow-colored radiance and magnetize your heart's highest desires. Advanced Studies of the Human Aura. It will change how you see yourself. Advanced Studies of the Human Aura by David Christopher Lewis. Order it today at davidclewisbook.org. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. Welcome back to Transformation Talk Radio. I want to thank all of our affiliates for um, what you do to pick the show up. Thank you so much. Shout across. uh, across Hope you're staying warm over there at WBLQ. I hope you're just, you know, fending off the chill and the snow and whatever you're getting over there. Uh, Welcome back, everyone. I'm so thrilled. I've asked um, Deborah, Deborah Engel, to come back. Uh, because um, I, she and I had a conversation, I think it was a couple of months ago, and it was about her book, The Only Little Prayer You Need. I carry this book around me everywhere. And when I, when I don't, you know, when, I'm, when I look for it and I don't have it with me, first thing I'm like, Linda, where's the book? Where did the book go? Where did Deborah's book go? And, and, and you know, so now uh, the book, as I call it, Stays very close and it fits, right, Benny? I showed you, right? It fits right in the slot in my purse, right there. Um, great little travel size. It's a great little travel size. But why do I carry it? Why do I carry it? I mean, clearly I've read the book. Why am I carrying it? Because there's something unique about the way Deborah has written the book. And here's what it is you can open the page, and then there's the prayer. You can open the page and you can read something or you can open the page and you'll see it again. Please heal my fear-based thoughts. Or you can open the page to one of the most incredible quotes. And I've used this quote in public, as a matter of fact, Deborah, you want to know what it is? I do. Perfectionism comes from the ego. Perfection comes from God. In your book. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite lines in the book. And, and I mentioned to you during the break yeah. that this book truly has felt despi- divinely inspired to me. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm just fortunate to be the messenger and the communicator of this. Um, but I can't tell you how many times as I was writing the book, something like that line would just show up in my mind. And I could tell it wasn't something that I thought of. <laughs> it just was kind of planted there. It was like, here, this needs to go in the book. And the whole thing was that way. I think mm. that's it. It really is kind of an out-of-body experience because I certainly am part of this book, but I do feel like the material and why it's so profound, why it's making such a big, huge difference in people's lives is because it did come from a higher place. Mm. And and I'm just very grateful that I got to be part of it. Let's talk about the prayer and how it works, too, because, you know, I don't think there are any mistakes about the people that, uh, first of all, get tapped on the shoulder to step forward. And then there's the stepping forward. So you may have been tapped on the shoulder, but you also step forward. You know, you share your personal story. As I'm writing about in my book, you know, it took me 12 years to come to a place of healing where I can actually talk about my life. Uh, but I will tell you this. Since I have picked up your book and practiced the, the prayer, 
it's as if fear melts away. It, does that make any sense to you? It's like fear fear becomes butter on a hot ear of corn. <laughs> Do you know what? Can you can you picture that? I Where can. fear used to be for me, oh, what do I have to do to get rid of it? I would love for you to talk about the prayer, how it works, and why it works. Right. Well, that's such a, a really gets to the core of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it really does work because we are asking for a higher power to intervene for us. Because we're so focused on making things happen in this world, we're really taught from the time we're born you know, how to operate in this world, how to be successful, how to set goals. You know, here we are at the beginning of a new year, and you think about how many people are focused on resolutions and setting goals and setting up, you know, what do I want to create this year? And that can be, you know, very helpful and very fruitful, but it can also be very fear-based if it's coming from a place of, I have to prove myself, I have to be successful and show people that I'm I'm worthy, I have to prove something to myself, you know, that... um, maybe to negate old patterns or old messages that came from my parents or from myself or wherever. So we're caught up in all of this striving, doing, achieving, trying to make something happen. And that builds up our lives. You know, we don't even know, I think, how much that, as you said in uh, before the break, that line about the fact that most of our thoughts really are fear-based, it's because they're coming from that whole standpoint of I want to control my life, I want to, Mm. you know, make things happen in a certain way. And the prayer, the reason it's so powerful is because we're stepping back and we're saying, you know, I think I'm tired of all of that. Uh I'm going to lay this down Mm. and instead, please heal my fear-based thoughts for me. Mm. And we're asking, we're really invoking that higher power to come in and to alleviate all of that fear that keeps us running and striving and, you know, driving forward all the time so that in that moment and in the next moment and in the next moment, we can have inner peace right where we are because we're really asking the Holy Spirit, we're asking God to come in and remove all of those barriers and those blocks, you know, all of those expectations and obligations and ways that we think we're supposed to behave in this world we're asking for all of that to be healed in us so that we can just stand right where we are as a child of God and be perfect, yeah. um, you know, the perfect child of God just as we are. Yeah. And there's so much peace in that. I mean, even if it's even if it's just for that moment, I think that's the reason why so many people tell me that the very first time they use the prayer, it's kind of like feeling just this whoosh of space and fresh air that comes into their lives. Because maybe for the first time, they're just standing in peace, knowing they don't have to do anything to you, prove themselves yeah. or to make their life better. You know, you also, Deborah, talk about why prayers about the problem don't work. Uh, and right. let me just say more about that. And I'd love for you to address that about why they don't work. Uh, so let me give you an example. Uh, here I am. I, I know I've got a major medical bill to pay and I know I don't have the funds to pay it. And I start to focus on the problem of that. You know, please pay my bill. And I'm probably not saying that exactly right, but you get what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And we pray and we pray on the problem. And you talk about why those prayers kind of get us in a catch-22. Right. Yeah, because as you say, 
it does cause us to focus more on what we don't have, what we're lacking, what the problem is. And we're really expecting that, you know, a magic wand will be waved and somehow that check will just show up and it'll wipe out that bill and then we'll be happy. Mm. But the thing about that, even if that happened, is that we're still coming from a place of fear. And even if that bill is wiped out, if we're still operating from fear, then there's going to be something else. There's going to be another bill. There's going to be a medical issue. There's going to be a traffic jam. You know, there will be a problem at work. There will be something to replace it that, again, will be in our external world that will be a problem and make us unhappy. And then we'll ask for that to be fixed for us. So it really puts us into this constant zone of looking for what's wrong, focusing on what's wrong, and asking for that to be fixed for us. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. When it doesn't, you know, then we're we're thinking, well, how come God isn't answering my prayers? You know, it's, it just gets us really fixated right. on exactly what we don't want. So with this prayer, Please Heal My Fear-Based Thoughts, it's saying, how can I stand even looking, staring right at this medical bill, not knowing how I'm going to pay it? But instead of asking for the money to pay the bill, I'm going to ask for my fears about this financial obligation to be healed so that I can stand here and look at that bill and feel peaceful and calm about it and trusting and know that I don't have to know how that's going to be taken care of. That's not my job. My job right now is just to be in a place of peace and a place of calm and know that it will it will be taken care of. So it, it changes the whole goal from having our external world fixed to suit us and to make us happy and instead really focuses on my one goal is to stay in a place of inner peace. And if anything shows up in my life that disturbs that peace, I'm going to ask for my fear-based thoughts about it to be healed. What that does then is that it just opens, you know, just opens up the whole space in your life. It allows you to feel peaceful in that moment, but it also allows you to receive help from higher realms, from the world around you to pay that bill or to, you know, to do whatever, to address whatever problem it is, but to do it with a place of peace, calm, joy, rather than anxiety, striving, worry, all of those things that are fear-based. You know, I, I want to share a story when we come back from break, Deborah, with you um, about something in my own life that was so personal, um, nearly devastated me. And it happened recently. And, um, it, you know, and, and, and I had this book. And I wasn't really sure that using the prayer would work. I mean, you had to hear people. I don't think I'm alone with people saying, well, Deborah, I think it's a good prayer, but I don't think it'll work on this. I'm sure you've heard that. And I'm sure just like me, people have come back and explained what happened. I want to talk a little bit about that and share that with the listeners. And then what I would love for you to be able to do is to just, as you do so beautifully in the book, is talk with people about how this works about the subtleness of this, because that's what was so surprising to me, the subtleness of how this prayer and and the many other things you share in the book really work. You know, I think you've heard and I've heard people that get hit by the aha lightning moment of awareness. And then there are some people like me that just all of a sudden there's this ripple effect 
of energy and frequency that changes and we become different. Let's take a short break. I'm so thrilled, Linda. Got Deborah on the show. And all of my friends are reading this book and we're practicing together. And as a matter of fact, we're even talking about forming a group around this prayer and this book in support of each other. We'll tell you more about that when we come back. We'll be right back with Dr. Pacho. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Tune in to Psychic Cup of Coffee with Kelly Sutliff every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Kelly is a 14-year veteran of psychic ability, and she offers inspiration and comfort to those dealing with grief when they have lost a loved one, and also shares with people that the psychic world is very real. Call 1-800-930-2819 during the show with your questions and visit PsychicMediumKelly.com. That's PsychicMediumKelly.com. Are you ready to move past limiting beliefs and unconscious obstacles that are holding you back from financial prosperity? Do you want to be free from debt and that feeling of being disempowered? Mary Jane Allen is a financial healer and joy creation specialist who uses her unique set of tools included in her financial healing process to help her clients move past those beliefs and fears. For more information and to contact Mary Jane, visit her website, manifestyourlifedream.com and begin your financial healing process today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pacho Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. 
Uh, for more information about us, go to the drpatshow.com. I just want to give everybody a heads up. Pretty soon, the websites are all going to change. Uh, you're going to have so much fun with them. Uh, and uh, lots of really cool things that Jessica, Maria, the team have been working on. Uh, and uh, very grateful for everybody that has really spent that much time and dedication and bringing a better service to the forefront for all of you. So I'm very, very grateful for the people that I get to hang out with every day. Um, I also get to hang out with people like my guest, Deborah Engel. And I want to make sure you go to Deborah's website, which is D-E-B-R-A-E-N-G-L-E.com. The book is The Only Little Prayer You Need, The Shortest Route to a Life of Joy, Abundance, and Peace of Mind. And, you know, Deborah, I can sit here today now, having had this book since I've had it a couple months, and just to say to you that I've gone through the book, and I read out loud every time we get to, you know, one of the things that you have out here. So, for example, you know, when I go to this page, or page 42, it says, The prayer surrenders our problems to a higher power who can perform the healing we're not able to do for ourselves. And what I found really interesting about the way you wrote the book is, you know, there are, most of the pages have information in regular text. Then you'll go to a page, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere— in large print will be, please heal my fear-based thoughts. God, Buddha, whatever you refer to, goddess, please heal my fear-based thoughts. Sometimes just please heal my fear-based thoughts. And over and over and over again. And I started to go through my day without any real cause, right? I'm driving in my car and in my mind, I'm saying, please heal my fear-based thoughts. Because now I'm on to, what if I said the prayer as a preventative, you know, like taking vitamin C in advance of getting a cold? Right. And, and so here's where I am. I had an experience uh, not too long ago that I thought was going to bring me to my knees. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, in life, I think we all get experiences. But sometimes one of the hardest experiences we have is when people that are close to us you know, do things in a way where we feel betrayed. They not may not feel like it, but we feel we're hurt, we're betrayed. Anybody that's ever had a spouse cheat on them knows that feeling. Promises are broken. And I didn't know if the prayer would work for that because in my mind, that wasn't fear, but maybe it was. I still started to recite the prayer. And I would like for you to talk about it because it wasn't like uh, I'm standing in front of a train that's going 300 miles an hour and I can't get out of the way fast enough. It was different. I would love for you to talk about that. Absolutely. It's a really important point because we do think about fear in a certain way. We think about fear as somebody breaking into our house or getting a um, you know difficult medical diagnosis, or things that go bump in the night, you know, standing, crossing the street and being hit by a car, having somebody in our life um, hurt. All of those things we're afraid of, but those really kind of fall under, some of them anyway, fall under the, the category of danger. You know, there are just physical dangers in this world um, that we need to be aware of. But the fear that we're talking about in this book really is those human emotions that we have that so often we might not relate to fear. So they could be definitely things like betrayal, um, depression, bullying, sense of control, 
greed, um, insecurity, self-doubt, guilt. Guilt is a huge one. Judgment is a huge one. Um, All of those actually are coming from fear. And the reason that they're coming from fear is because if you trace them down to their roots, you'll find that they're really coming from a place of, am I good enough? Um, What is my sense of self-worth? In the book, I talk about what I call the fear tree and the love tree. And there's a list in the book of all of the emotions, not all of them, but a sampling Mm -hmm. of emotions that come from the fear tree, all of those things that are rooted in fear. And they include those emotions that I just named, along with quite a few others. The thing that they all have in common, they look different. And that's what's confusing in our lives and why our lives seem so challenging and difficult. Because, you know, running late for an appointment looks different than being angry with my husband, looks different than being worried about a friend. All of those look like different things. But if you take them all down to their roots, they're all coming from that sense of um, inadequacy or guilt or, or fear of some kind. And that's the common denominator. So when we're asking for our fear-based thoughts to be healed, we're really using it in the situation that you, you mentioned. Yeah. That situation of betrayal mm-hmm. was so appropriate and so powerful because really when you think about it, where does betrayal come from? Well, it, you know, it shakes our worldview. If it's with a friend, we're thinking, you know, I had expectations of what this relationship was all about. Right. And part of my expectation about that relationship was that uh, that person liked and appreciated me as much as I like and appreciate them. If they've betrayed me, what does that mean about how they feel about me? Right. Maybe they don't like me. Maybe they don't appreciate me. And then we start to turn that on ourselves and think, well, maybe I'm not good enough. Mm. Maybe I'm not lovable. And maybe that's where that betrayal came from. We start judging and blaming ourselves. And boom, there's that foundational fear that everything grows from. So, you know, again, let's take running late for an appointment. That seems like, you know, such a minor thing, especially compared to betrayal from a friend, a good friend. But again, if we're running late for an appointment, it could be anything from why am I always late? How come I can't get things together to, you know, what if this person um, picks up and leaves and is mad at me for being late? Those things, again, if we trace them down to their core, they come from that same place of what if I'm not good enough? What if, you know, what if I just don't really even deserve to take up real estate on this planet? And that can seem like an extreme place to go if we're running late for an appointment. But that's what the ego does. You know, it's driving everything from that place of self-doubt. And so even though, you know, all of those different branches on the fear tree look different, they're all coming from those same roots. And when we realize that, I think that's one of the powerful things about the book all by itself is that it helps us to sort out which thoughts are coming from fear and which are coming from love so that we can just become aware of that. And know then that when we do have something that's coming up from fear, we have an immediate way to address it that's absolutely simple and absolutely powerful. Well, let's talk about what the prayer actually is. I think I kind of alluded to it and kind of chit-chatted a little bit about it. Um, and, and, And I want to just tell everybody, if you do not have a copy of the book I'm referring to, you can pretty much get it anywhere, right, Deborah? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you what the prayer. Uh, let me tell you what the book is called. It really is called the only little prayer you need. Um. And Deborah Engel E N G L E is uh, is my guest today and my author and the author of the book. Um. 
and you talk about yourself. This is what I really related to in this book. You know, you talk about yourself. You talk about your own mind. And you say, can I just read a little something from it, if you don't mind? Absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. So you were talking about a situation, but you went on to say, when we become aware of our thoughts, we can ask that they be healed. That's why paying attention to them is important. Only when you know what you're thinking can you see what a negative impact fear-based thoughts have on your life. Then you can ask for healing instead. When I found my mind was way more toxic than I'd realized, this is your, these are your words, I approached it the way that you would a garden that's filled with weeds, pulling them out one by one, and also using a blanket approach. As they came up, I said the prayer. This is what I love. As they came up, I said the prayer, please heal this fear-based thought. And then every once in a while, I throw in, please heal all my fear-based thoughts. I wanted you to talk to that because this is the practice. Now, remember, I've read this book a couple times, and I didn't get to the all thing until like recently. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, and I think it is helpful sometimes just to do that umbrella approach, the blanket approach, because even as we're building awareness of those fear-based thoughts, one of the things that I think happens is that as you start to use this practice and use the prayer, you do start to really... um, become aware and become sensitive to the fear-based thoughts. And that's a really great thing because then, as you just read, then you can address them. But even as you build that sensitivity and that awareness, still, you know, we're filled with fear-based thoughts and we're living in a world of fear-based thoughts. So we may not really isolate or see every single one of them. And it helps sometimes, you know, just to do that, that kind of overall prayer. The other thing that I really advise people to do is that Like you, um, I, and I think a lot of people, use the prayer as just almost like a mantra through the day. I do. Yeah. I do. And that's, yep, it's such a helpful thing. And then there will be times when maybe there's something that just keeps showing up, you know, some issue or some problem. It could even be, you know, a, a pain or ache in the body, or it can be, you know, a relationship issue, whatever it is, that doesn't go away right away. And what I advise people if they find, if they're kind of bumping up against those types of things, really take some time to just sit, quiet yourself, take some deep breaths, and really have a conversation with spirit. Um, because, you know, things, different things happen in deep conversation than they do in casual conversation. And sometimes we need to take things to a deeper conversation about please heal my fear-based thoughts to just really... Oh, just kind of trigger that healing on a much deeper level. Um, so I know this has happened for me, and I've seen it happen for other people, too, where you just take time, you know, whether it's five minutes or ten minutes or however much time you have, to really focus on and ask, why is it that I'm having, that I'm really struggling with this? I've asked for healing. It still feels like it's showing up in my life. I'd really like to understand it, and I really do want it to be healed. Mm-hmm. And then listen, because part of what I hope comes across in this book is that this prayer is an invitation to conversation with Spirit. I think a lot of times we think, you know, this is a one-way street. We ask, and Spirit answers, and that's it. But what I found, and that I think, you know, one of the things that we've learned spiritually is that this is... We're here together. You know, Spirit is here to help us, but we are also here to bring forth 
the love of spirit into this world. So we need to have conversations. We need to understand ourselves and what we're here for. So to sit with the intention mm-hmm. and with the, you know, that genuine desire to learn and to understand, that can bring about an even deeper healing. Right. I know for me personally, I can just share a quick story. That, yeah, please, um, please. I had a pain in my shoulder, and I knew where it came from, and I knew that it was because I was angry at somebody. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of I kept using the prayer, but the pain persisted. And finally, I just I realized, okay, I really need to go deeper with this. So I sat and I asked, and, you know, I asked for guidance and for understanding and clarity about what was going on. And what I realized was I had not forgiven this person, and that what I was holding on to in my shoulder was that anger and that blame, and that if the pain in my shoulder was going to go away, I had to forgive and really forgive. So, you know, I felt that resistance, that ego resistance, which is also fear of, oh, I'm not going to forgive that person. But I asked for that fear-based thought to be healed, and then I was able to move into a place of forgiveness, and I will tell you that the pain immediately disappeared. It was just gone. But I don't know if I could have gotten there if I hadn't really taken the time to sit and have that conversation and to really listen. So, you know, do do all of the above. (laughs) You know, use it in your daily life as you're going through your life. You'll find that it, it helps you in countless ways. And also take time sometimes to just use use it in deeper meditation. I want to tell you something. I know we have a few minutes left, but I want to ask you about this because I started to use it in ways that uh, I know you referred to in the book. So let me give you an example. Um, Let's say I'm feeling a little irritable. Let's just say that. Um, And we know when we're irritable. We know before we snap at somebody or you know what I mean? We know when we're a little irritable to me, another way to, to talk about it is off balance. I'm, I'm a little off balance. And I can tell when I am. Now I can tell when I am. And what I do is I don't spend a lot of time trying to figure out why. And I used to do that. I used to try to figure out why. Now, as soon as I get that awareness of that, I say the prayer. Please heal my fear-based thought. I'm not quite sure what the thought is, but I've gotten so used to saying the prayer that I don't really have another way to approach it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like instead of saying, please make me less irritable <laughs> right, <laughs> or please make me more lovable, even saying please make me more lovable says that I'm not. And so I wanted to get your take on that, because for those of you out there, the prayer really is, please heal my fear-based thoughts. Uh, And I've been using it whether I feel fear in the traditional way or not. I'd love for you to just talk to that for a minute. Sure. Yeah, I think there is a reason why the prayer is what it is. Please heal my fear-based thoughts. And I talk about that a little bit in the book, too, about the fact that when I first started using the prayer, I found myself inserting words like, please help me heal my fear-based thoughts, or, um, you know, please help me release my fear-based thoughts, or those kinds of things. And what I realized was that it was my ego trying to insert itself into the process, just like, um, you know, if you were saying, please help me be less irritable, or please help me be more lovable, then it's really, that's coming from ego. It's coming, um, you know, it's reinforcing the fear. So the please heal my fear-based thoughts is 
it's a statement of total surrender and relinquishment. It's basically saying, I can't do this, and I'm going to ask you to do it for me because, you know, I've tried. tried yeah. Well, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've tried, yeah, so yeah. many ways, yeah. and it doesn't work. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, here's what I've discovered about it. Once I started to say it, I started to create a practice of, and, you know, I don't even actually know if I do this, but I started to say to myself, I'm going to make a commitment to say the prayer 70, 70 days, 70 times a day. And what that did for me is I don't actually know if I get to 70 times a day, but I'm saying it because there are so many things that, you know, we have in the works to get done. And the miracles that are showing up are unexplainable in so many ways. And I really and the only way I connected the dots is with the prayer, because that's how that's the thing that I've inserted into my life on a regular basis that has changed. Right. Yeah. I'm not right. taking a happy pill. I'm generally a yeah. happy person, by the way. You know. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's when you're a happy person. And yet even then you start to see how many fear based thoughts you have and how much oh, yeah. that can can drag you down on a daily yeah. basis. Yeah. It's yeah. really astounding. Yeah. It's astounding. But, yeah. And don't I, you think, though, it. because I'm generally happy and optimistic, I mean, my life is really that good, that when I'm not, everybody knows it. I yeah. know it. It is. And, you know, I snapped at Jessica the other day, and I thought, and, I, and Jessica, I apologize on air for that. Um, and I thought to myself, that was fear. It showed up. And it showed up so quickly in a conversation we were having. I didn't catch it in time, you see. But mm-hmm. as the conversation went on, I caught the prayer. Um, I know you and hear really, these stories all the time, don't you? <laughs> well, and it's uh, I love hearing these stories because it really reinforces the whole process of what's going on with the prayer. But it really is, I think I mentioned in the book, it's kind of like cleaning out a closet. You know, if you've got a closet that's just packed to the gills and you can't even open the door or things are going to tumble out onto you, it's kind of where we are with our fear-based thoughts. They're just tumbling out of us all the time. And so what the prayer does every time you use it, I love the fact that you're using it, you know, that intention to use it 70 times a day. Mm -hmm. Every time you're using it, you are taking more clutter. You're asking Mm -hmm. for clutter to be taken out of that closet for you mm-hmm. so that eventually there is this, there's that sense of more space, yeah. more lightness, more order in your life, things yeah. are simpler. Yeah, just more joyful because you're not afraid that something is going to get you. <laughs> in exactly. Every yeah. yeah, exactly. Deborah, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I got one last question, and Absolutely. thank you so much. Give out your website, and again, What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Oh, you know, I think I would just like to see people, really encourage people to enter into this new year with the intention of peace, of an inner peace and a calm, just that that inner trust and in knowing that all is well, even when things around you may not look the way that you want them to look. So I think that's the way that we get to peace for ourselves and that's really how we're going to get to a greater peace in this world as well. Thank you. Deborah Engel, everybody. Give out your website, too. Absolutely. It's DebraEngel.com, and I've got some, some new things coming up in California this next week and a study group that starts tomorrow night by teleclass that's available to anyone anywhere. So go to DebraEngel.com, and you can find all the details.
Awesome. Deborah, thank you so much. Benny, thank you again. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. We'll see you next time on the show. life with keys keys clear protein waters have 22 grams of smile making attitude adjusting protein in every bottle did i mention it's tongue tingling taste not just another guilty pleasure with keys you'll enjoy every low sugar sip and freedom from gluten lactose and gmos who needs the fountain of youth when you can find keys on amazon or at keys k-e-e-s please.com put a little woohoo in your attitude with Keys Protein Water. Step into more inner and outer leadership in all facets of your life. This means being the CEO of your own destiny. Imagine a life of what you say goes. Lynn Brown, the host of Winning at the Game of Life, is going to help you activate the power in being present, owning your space, and harnessing all of your energy during her full-day workshop, Own Your Leadership, Own Your Life. Get ready to own your body, your relationships, your work, and your life. Lynn and co-facilitator Wendy Wolf have teamed up for a body and spirit experience that will transform you forever. Every person will receive two 20-minute sessions of body or aura work, amazing content, and a full one-hour healing session with Lynn or Wendy. Lunch is included. Space is limited. Sign up early and get an additional 20-minute session included. To register or for more information, contact Lynn at ruintuit.com or call 844-BE-INTUIT. Workshop is January 31st, 9.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. in downtown Bellevue. Going under the knife for spinal surgery should be your last resort. Get a copy of this free special report, What Your Doctor Doesn't Want You to Know About Back Surgery. Get the report online at wellnessone.net or call them toll-free at 866 866- 499-7509. Read the report. It will take about eight minutes in order to make a better informed decision about your back pain. Visit wellnessone.net or call 866-499-7509. Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on a diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LimeLightRadio.com. 
Are you ready to move past limiting beliefs and unconscious obstacles that are holding you back from financial prosperity? Do you want to be free from debt and that feeling of being disempowered? Mary Jane Allen is a financial healer and joy creation specialist who uses her unique set of tools included in her financial healing process to help her clients move past those beliefs and fears. For more information and to contact Mary Jane, visit her website, manifestyourlifedream.com and begin your financial healing process today. Do you want to transform your life's trauma and challenges into the gift that your life was meant to be? It's time for you to take control of your soul journey to heal, grow, and shine. Manifest your destiny with Wendy Wolf, soul transformer, energy, and psychic healer. To start your soul journey, contact Wendy at healgrowshine.com or email Wendy at wendy at wendyrwolf.com and start your adventure today. It's here, the 23rd Annual Women of Wisdom Conference. Join us Valentine's Day Saturday. Inheritance Made in Mother Crone by Sinner Saint Burlesque will entertain, challenge, empower, confuse, embrace, and deeply engage the audience, weaving feminist activism, international dialogue, and our sensory exploration for both ancient and modern myths about the feminine. Community building events include open space world cafe dialogues with inspirational Jane talks to explore issues important to women and a teen activist panel interwoven with intergenerational dialogues. Find out all the details at www.womenofwisdom.org. That's www.womenofwisdom.org. Watch for early bird specials throughout December. Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. The Read of a Lifetime. Advanced Studies of the Human Aura by David Christopher Lewis overflows with new vital revelations to enlighten your mind and transform your world. Learn to supercharge your aura with rainbow-colored radiance and magnetize your heart's highest desires. Advanced Studies of the Human Aura. It will change how you see yourself. Advanced Studies of the Human Aura by David Christopher Lewis. Order it today at davidclewisbook.org. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. 
Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. 